And so you're afraid. I'm terrified. I don't want to get that sick. That you're going to get sick. Are you? Well, how do you think small cohabitations you work? You just don't. You're a. Are, are how do you, you think or they are work? you not a man? Don't get sick. Don't get sick. I wish. My wife's been sick the last three days. Am I sick? No. You know why? Because you're made of tougher stuff. Is that where you're going? Well, I, I'm I not sick either. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say that. But yeah, you would hate that. Now that, yeah. now that it's out in the world, it's out there. My gracious. No, I just. I, listen. She's got a fever of 103. Fever! Come on, baby, do you do more than dance? Uh, fever! Uh, she's hot-blooded, hot-blooded. Fever when you hold me tight, we're you do- give me fever. We're, we're doing two different songs. Fever! Well, how would that go? Fever! All right. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to the next installment of Raisin Brand. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk uh, pop culture, sure. Yeah. We got a special guest in studio. Uh, and you know who it is, I, Brent. No, yeah, I'm, I will not be in the studio this time for that guy. You're going to leave? Because you were here last time we had him in yeah, here. Yeah, and I, I feel like I can't even be in the same room. He's such a douche. He's not the night. I mean, I'm going to try to get him to say some really embarrassing stuff. I mean, spoiler alert. It's, uh, it's former Ohio State President Gordon G. Uh, he really, like, he's been blowing up my cell phone for the last, like, three weeks wanting to talk about Ohio State football. They haven't lost a game since Urban Meyer took over as coach. Mm-hmm. What is it now, like 22 in a row or something stupid yeah, like 22 that? Yeah, in a row. Jeez, oh, Pete's. So he wanted to come in and crow like like a bird. Yeah. Like a crow. Like he always does. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure, you know, there's other topics he's going to want to talk about as well. So a little bit later on the show, we're going to be interviewing a former Ohio State President, Gordon G. In the mean, re- yeah. Recording on a Wednesday night? Yes, we're recording Wednesday night. We just I just finished watching the Pacers-Knicks. Pacers, Pacers at the Garden. Knicks. Nine and one going into the garden. The Man. Knicks, Knicks losing four in a row. Could they lose five in a row? Well, one thing I can tell you right now, Paul George, if the situation is dire at the end of the game, can't possibly hit three free throws in a row to tie it. Oh, but he did. Oh, he did. That's right. And then he hit three. And then he hit a three to start overtime. And then he hit a little <sighs> a step back jumper. And then he hit a little sideways step back. Where He's, did this dude come from? Fresno State. Fresno State, the Bulldogs. Do you think he played under Jerry Tarkanian? The towel munching bald guy? Tarkanian is the best, dude. He was the best. I don't think he's still coaching, is he? I don't know. He's the, still the best. We're the sports experts he's here on Raisin Brent. <laughs> but no, a very exciting game for your Pacers to beat the now three and eight Knicks. Yikes. It's so impressive to beat the Knicks. The Pistons did it. God, oh, wait. That's not impressive at all then. What's happened? What's happened to the sports in New York right now? It's just oh, like, it's dreadful. It's I mean, dreadful. Yankees are on the way down that Robinson Cano contract going nuts. They want I, I can't believe that he's actually I, this sounds like Yankee spin to me. I don't know sidetrack from where we were going to go. But um 305 million dollars over a, a 10 year period of time for Robinson Cano, who's had what? One, maybe two great seasons. Yeah, isn't I mean, that more than what Albert Pujols got? This is I, insane. I guess the argument for him, and there are many arguments against this kind of contract. There's there's about ninety nine yeah. of them. But but the one argument for it is 
he hits so many more home runs than most second basemen that it's almost like in a fantasy draft drafting the the one quality tight end. I, I get you, and it's a little bit like drafting the Jimmy Graham or the Rob Gronkowski. Right, exactly. And, and granted, I mean, it takes a lot to have a good second baseman in this league. That being said, three hundred and five million dollars. You better be you getting Miguel Cabrera. You know. All hopped up if he's you're going to be paying whole, that much money. He's great the whole season except for uh, the All-Star game. Well, there you Home go. Home run derby. Yeah, well. Uh, bringing up old wounds, I see. Ah. No doubt there. But uh, that being said, the other the other big news that just dropped, and I want to hit this before we kind of really get going with our next segment, but don't talk about Prince Fielder just announced a couple mm-hmm. hours ago from where we're sitting, yeah. traded from your Detroit Tigers, a move that I'm I'm a little surprised by. Yeah, well, I I'm probably not, shouldn't I'm not surprised. be. I'm not surprised. We'll talk about it later. I have a theory about why it happened. Oh, do you really? Oh, I do. You want to talk about it later or you want to talk about it right now? Whatever. Let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about it right now. Okay. So here's the deal. What's your theory? Okay. Prince Fielder, a big fat guy. Okay. Great player. Great hitter. He's a great hitter. Uh, even for even for a big guy, he moves really well. He I moves think. well, plays a decent first mm-hmm. base. Plays good first base. Um, his base path awareness is a little garbajo. Yeah, it's sometimes. not. Yeah, when he flopped down at third base, and yeah, yeah no. I remember a Royals game where the, it ended with him getting thrown out by five feet at home too. Just shouldn't yeah. be that way. That being said, though, also, and here's the big reason why he ended up on the poop list: could not produce in the postseason for now two years in a row. Yeah, for, just. Uh, could not get it done. When it, when the time was most necessary, he hit, like, what, 200? Yeah. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but, like, 200. Look, if you're talking about magic disappearing acts, Penn Jillette is smaller than Prince Fielder and can't make himself disappear as much, as well as Prince Fielder can. I like what you did there. Yeah? That you works. like that? You know, you had to work for it, but I think you got there. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's what happened. So what, what is your theory on this now? Okay, here's what happened. Part of it is what we just talked about with Robinson Cano. Ian Kinsler, you know, who he got traded for... He's going to hit a million home runs. Uh, he hit 31 home runs okay. three seasons ago yeah. and hasn't nearly had that kind of production. It's, it's strange. His batting average has been going steadily up, mm-hmm. and his home runs have dropped off. I think he hit like right. 12 home runs last year. Correct. Not exactly, you know, fielder-esque. Still, great hitter for a second baseman, though. Good you know, enough. Good I enough. mean, look, I'm used to on, on the Royals having somebody that hits like 260, 270. Here's the deal. That's what he's going to do. Uh, you could pretty much mark down Ian Kinsler, and I looked at his stat book before we started. You could pretty much knock him down this year. I mean, he's 31 years old. I don't know when he turns 32, but he is on the wrong side of 30 mm-hmm. and still has quite a few years left to go in his contract, although that contract is not as big as Prince Fielder. But uh, he's going to give you about 275 batting average. He's going to on-base around 340, and he's going to give you hopefully hopefully 17 home runs and then go for about 75 runs and 80 RBI. I mean, that's what you're going to get out of him, which is well above average for a second baseman. Yeah, and you're right. Detroit's uh, park is not as much of a home run hitting park as. Oh no! As, <laughs> Which is amazing that Miguel Cabrera like won the triple crown last year, hitting you know playing eighty one games or whatever in Comerica Park because mm-hmm. it is such a, an open spaced field. Even with the fences yeah. brought in and left, it's, it's weird. It's almost like he had something enhancing his performance. Anyway, how dare you? This is this is not <laughs> some other podcast, sir. We do not talk about Miguel Cabrera that way, and I am mad at you now. Uh, um, Can't you tell? I'm hideously. <laughs> I'm so shocked you would go there. Okay, so here's here's the deal. Here's Dear what Lord. happened. You think so? I believe you think it's this is a money contract type deal. I absolutely do, and yeah. a, and a and a playoff performance thing. I, I agree. I mean, I think. Let's face it, uh, ever since Mark Teixeira left 
the Texas Rangers. They've been looking for a first baseman to kind of fill that mm-hmm. void. Texas is a ballpark where they absolutely want a big fat guy to hit home runs. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get out from that Ian Kinsler contract because it's not a great contract. It just happens to be, I believe, two or three years shorter than Prince Fielder's is going to last for a fraction of the money. I think we saw that number. It was over $100 more. Oh, $100. Definitely more than $100. What $100 million more owed to Prince Fielder. What? What always happens with these humongous contracts? You know, I always feel like they get, you know, A-Rod. Uh, oh, Josh Ian Hamilton. Kinsler, Josh Hamilton. They get these humongous contracts. And then it's like, well, uh, what did you think was going to happen when you married the stripper? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, let me, two years later? What? Let me this get is not this working straight. out? The woman that, you, that was cheating on her husband with you, that you later married, later went on to cheat on you with another man? The one that just Crazy. wanted all the money in the world and cared about nothing else now is yeah. not satisfying your needs? Shocking. But it just goes back to that Robinson Cano contract. I think any reasonable person can sit down and say, all these contracts are terrible. Props to the St. Louis Cardinals. How about them, right? Yeah. Making the World Series this year after you know two years removed from dumping that Albert Pujols potentially gigantic contract. Wow. I mean, give it up to I them. Mean, that's the right call in every right case. To, that's the right way to play it. And that's why they're always, you know, a contender for the World Series. And that's why With they're... the best fans in baseball. And one I of... think we can all agree. Well, I don't know about that. The best fans in all of baseball are in St. Louis. Ask a Cardinals fan. They'll tell you. <laughs> that's true. Oy. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's what I think. Oh, real quick on that note, yeah. real, before that, uh, if you're out there in the Twitterverse and you aren't following at Baseball's Best Fans... Are you familiar with this at all? No. It's a great Twitter feed that uh, our friend Tommy Bechtold uh, uh, pimped out to me. And it's essentially a Cardinals fan working incognito. Not Richie, but generally what incognito is meant to mean. And he just retweets hateful, terrible, aggressive, racist things that Cardinals fans tweet. Nice. Like during the game. And he just retweets it and keeps like referring to them as baseball's best fans and clearly showing that they are not actually that wow so i know it's a great twitter feed if you're not i'm not, not even paying me to say this it's really fun you should probably check it out cool anyway what's your theory on this okay so my theory is and i you know i think i have a little inside information because i'm kind of a, a foodie blogger a follower. foodie blogger follower, follower. Okay? okay i think Here's i follow hold on there is yeah, I got that. a okay. there is a big rivalry oh dear lord between fat stafford and Prince Fielder. Well, Prince Fielder famously went into the crowd and got nachos mm-hmm. while catching a foul pop-up on the first base side. Yeah. And uh, and Fat Stafford famously uh, chained up Princess Leia on his barge. I hate you so much. So, <laughs> How dare you? Anyway. He's uh, not fat! He is fat. And those, they, were having a, they were having a spat about who was the fattest. And finally, oh Matt gracious. Stafford's like, look, we are a little bit barely over 500. This never happens for the Detroit Lions. You got to get this other fat guy out of town. I have to be the fattest. So wait, so wait a minute. You're trying to tell me right now that there was a rivalry, uh-huh. and they're since the Lions are above 500 and the Tiger season is over. Like he just said, that's it. You're here's gone? the deal. They have a secret underground warehouse eating competition. Oh my goodness! It not it did not end well. What and, were they eating? And look, this is not going to be. What good. were they eating? They were eating. They were eating like wings and bones and marrow and all sorts of crazy they were, stuff. They eat yeah. the bones. <laughs> Even the bones. I ate the bones. Those, they those, really did eat the bones. You know, those commercials came after this clandestine eating contest, okay? So anyway, they, they have this contest. Here's what happens. And this is why Detroit is going to make out like bandits in this deal, oh, okay? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Pat well, Stafford. Lay it on me. Ate, he ate three of Prince Fielder's toes on his right foot. Yeah, he went to town so much, he just ate three of his toes. This guy's going to be limping around for half the season, and he's not going to have great balance. I not known. So much. That is horrifying. He's not even fat. And no, it is. It did come as a shock to me. He was I, like, "You ate my toes." Oh, I thought it was Cheetos. 
Oh my goodness. No! Ah! Stop it. I will say now that this money is. Stop it. That this money's been cleared off the books. It does pave the way for the the Tigers to re sign Max Scherzer, Max Power, uh, and not have to trade him as SI and whatever was speculating that they would do in the offseason. Almost assuredly now, you, you, you get it done. You give Max Scherzer $150 million over another eight seasons or whatever you got to do. And you're able to keep that, that superstar in camp. Max Scherzer, man. Don't look at that guy. Don't look at him straight on. He's got the two different colored eyes. And That's he will, creepy. He will put a hex on you. I thought he was just doing that for Halloween. How can you bat when he comes when he comes around from his windup and you see both those two different colored eyes? No wonder nobody can hit him. And then he's throwing ninety nine to boot. I'm with it. I'm with it. Hey, Ooh. anything, any any way to resign Max Power, and I'm into it. I agree. Right. I I think he's coming into his prime, and you know. Is going to be dominant for the next few years. He's dominant right now. Cool, Rock on. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about NFL Week 11. We've got two weeks of NFL to cover. Mm-hmm. And it's a celebration, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it is. Who cares what happened over this past weekend? It's mm-hmm. almost as if there's plenty of chances to still make it better. And both our teams are still in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. Along the way. And only that, we have our interview with uh, Mr. Gordon G. So you want to stick around for that after three seconds of Prince. It is a celebration up in here at the Raisin Brent show. Do you know why, Brent? Because our teams are awesome. Our NFL teams, your Kansas City Chiefs, my Detroit Lions, both looking pretty good. Both Both tied for first place. Tied for first place. Mm -hmm. We've got our tiebreaker. You don't, but you got plenty of opportunities. But we uh, still have a chance to play Denver at home in two weeks. That's right. Now, if Denver beats Kansas City at home in two weeks, then we'll have a different discussion. That's absolutely 100% correct. (laughs) But uh, much to the antithesis of friend of the show, Christopher Buer, who was trying to troll both of us on social media. Uh, And shame on you for that, Mr. Buer. Mm -hmm. Why don't you beware? Beware, beware. Of your own situation, being a Chicago Bears fan. Mm-hmm. The Bears. So they came back from, I mean, what is it with Baltimore Ravens playing in games that are very, very important and then just having to just stop playing for ex- ex- extraordinary amounts of time mm-hmm. and have to come back at the Super Bowl? And they were lucky to hold on. They lost all the momentum when they were crushing it. And they're crushing it at Chicago. What happens? Oh, it's raining a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's got a little bit of water on the field. We need to kick everybody out for two hours. It's like... And momentum dead. Bears come back to win that game. Unbelievable. What, what kind of team can't play in the rain? Am I right, Ray? I don't want to talk to you about Wh- Why? Topic. Did well, your team also play in the rain? Well, the Lions may have yipped one, too. Real teams play in the rain, Ray, and they can play and they can win. Real teams don't have to. I can win. I prefer dome teams. I prefer dome to... Weather games. We've talked about this topic yeah. before. Yeah. I think all football, in fact, all sports should be played indoors because I don't think that uh, the weather should be a factor in deciding who wins and who loses. Just like I don't think bad referee calls should decide who wins and who loses in a game. Oh, there was quite a lot of that in week 11 of the NFL. <laughs> so let's do a little bit of roundup before mm-hmm. we talk about our teams in particular. Yeah. Here on the celebration episode of Raisin mm-hmm. Brent, it's very, very exciting for me. This is this is a good time to be a fan of our teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, week eleven, a lot of controversial endings to games. You have the Carolina Panthers versus New England Patriots. At the end of that game, Tom Brady's marching their way down the field. Rob Gronkowski gets held at the back of the end zone. A Carolina Panthers player jumps in front of a terribly thrown terribly thrown Tom Brady pass, picks it off to end the game, and they throw a flag. Mm -hmm. 
yellow laundry on the field. But then they pick it up miraculously saying that it didn't interfere with the actual catch. What do you think about that, Brent? Uh, I thought it was the right call. I agree 100%. Right? It's it's tough to it's tough to explain to people, especially I don't know terrible Boston area New England fans. Right. Well, here's the deal. Here's what I think. Those guys what think they've earned and deserve every every call under the sun now. One that ball, if that was thrown towards Gronkowski, was underthrown by eight yards. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It happened. The I mean, Carolina fair, guy had to go to the ground and dive forward at the front of the end zone to right. catch it. And Gronkowski was there. I mean, he was getting bear hugged back there, but he wasn't even facing the ball. He wasn't even looking. At, he wasn't even looking back towards it, near as I could tell. And that was in the very back of the end zone. Other uh, defensive back, whose name of course escapes me, jumps forward, dives to catch the ball. Fantastic catch. But mm-hmm. you're right. Where was that ball going to go? Yeah. Gronkowski, it was not catchable for Gronkowski. That it was sure the, didn't that seem like thing. it. No, and, and so a lot of New England fans got their panties up in a twist about that right now. Well, hey, how about you stop Cam Newton in the last three minutes instead of just letting him score a touchdown? How about that? about that? Yeah. How, how about you don't let Cam Newton beat you all game long? How about you don't let Steve Smith just uh, juke you out of your shorts and run for a touchdown? Oh, it's that battle between Steve Smith and Aqib Tlaib, for, for those that may have missed it, and if you did, shame on you. But the fact... Of anybody in the NFL, any wide receiver in the NFL, is there a wide receiver you don't poke the bear with the stick? Oh yeah, like with Steve Smith. Steve Smith is—he's been quiet all year. He's got a case of the olds, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he gets wound up by Hakeem Talib. Next thing you know, he's prancing around. He's catching forty-yard passes. He's getting all the Panthers fired up. He's catching touchdowns. What are you doing, Hakeem Talib? Yeah, don't poke the bear. We've talked about this. Don't poke the bear. And then, like, Bill Belichick pulled Aqib Tlaib from the game, puts him back in the game, and what does he immediately go back and start doing? Poking the bear. Poking the bear again! Like, what are you doing? You can't be, of anybody, of anybody with attitude in the NFL who can wake up at a moment's notice, that's like, you know, you don't piss off Michael Jordan, not to put him on that level, but you don't piss off Kobe Bryant in the middle of the game. You don't tug on Superman's cape. Yeah! You don't piss off Steve Smith. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Yeah, you don't. Pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger. You don't mess you around d- with Jim. I mess around with Jim. Uh, well, you shouldn't. Well, it was an experimental thing. Anyway, the point is, they have nothing to complain about, right, in New England? And this is something that's been told to me as a Lions fan for so many years is, you know, if you're yeah. up by 10 points, the it doesn't matter rule. if one call. The tuck rule. The tuck that's rule. That's why they can't complain. They got the tuck rule, which isn't even a rule anymore. That's right. Last thing, uh, Mike Pereira, the former head of officials, who's yeah. not the head of officials anymore, came he's out not. and said that it was the wrong call. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Well, he's wrong. I, I, what does I, he know about the rules yeah, of football? I, I think he's wrong, too. I think the part that has people messed up is the fact they picked up the flag. I think had the flag not been thrown, that would have been okay in, I think, a lot of people's minds. I, I think the if fact the flag that it got picked up again. I think if the flag wasn't thrown, there's even more complaining. Like, why wasn't there a flag thrown? I don't mind the fl- the refs throwing a flag and then convening, being like, wait, was it catchable? Because what I saw was him being held a little bit. In the front, and the guy that's not the back judge says, no, he's being held, or no, it wasn't going to get to him, then they can pick it up. It's just tough when you, when you have a guy throwing the flag, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, what changed? And the fact that they well, didn't actually tell Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, they didn't actually give him a reason why they picked it up. They just ran off the field. Nothing changed. Like they were replacement refs. But nothing changed. The back judge is going on him seeing Gronkowski being held. He can't, he's not watching that and the ball being thrown at the same sure. time. It's fair enough. I you mean, I mean? Uh, well, then uh, moving ahead, then what is your thought on that uh, New Orleans Saints, San Francisco Giants, San Francisco Giants, San Francisco Forty ers call flag thrown at the end of the game? It basically the most pivotal play. The Niners got robbed. The game's coming down to a Drew Brees gets absolutely clotheslined down to the ground. His neck, I think, extended ten inches out. Um, he became a uh, plastic man from mm-hmm. the uh, comics. I will say this though, I don't. It's but it wasn't a clothesline. 
If it's a close like close line implies you got hit in the throat. Correct. Okay? When you get hit across the top of the shoulder, now if he had really gotten clotheslined on that game, he would have been seriously, seriously injured if he actually got hit right in the throat. Don't you agree? If With that dude hits, hit, if that dude would, hits me in the throat at that speed, yeah, he, I'm going straight probably, down. He probably gets a, like a crushed windpipe if he gets actually hit there. So what I have to apply from that not happening is that he hit him in the shoulder. It sure looked. I mean, the, yes, it was a violent hit, and he hit him in the act of wrapping him up too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the part. It's not like he came by and gave him an ultimate warrior a boom and started shaking the ropes and running around the ring and then picked him up above his head and then dropped him over the top rope. No, he was he he hit him with the clothesline, pulled the rest of his body to wrap him up, and pulled him down to the ground. And you know what? Here, this is a problem I have. I know, I know they're all about player safety, and I get that. But imagine that the same play happens, right? And Drew Brees, he sees him coming and ducks down, and then he hits him in the throat. Now it's or, a penalty on that guy, even or though even Drew Brees moved into it? Or in the face mask. Same deal, or in the yeah. face mask. Uh, sadly. I just think, and to be fair, and I've said this for a little bit now, there are certain quarterbacks in the league, uh, New England has one of them, that you can't touch God, that was... violently without somebody throwing some sort of a flag like, well, if you knocked him down, it must be because you cheated. Mm-hmm. And it can be very frustrating if you're not having one of those quarterbacks. I mean, to me, it's the holy uh, uh, quattro of Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And nobody else makes those. Matt Stafford half the time just gets absolutely like he gets his head knocked off uh, all over the place, getting helmet to helmet, getting battered around, having people fall on him well after the play, and just nothing gets called. But you can't tackle Drew Brees. I got to go back to uh, what Dennis Green said many years ago when he coached the, uh, I believe, the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And he said, what am I supposed to do, cuddle him to the ground? And I sometimes have to ask that question, like, what do you have to do? Do I you mean, have to cuddle doing, him to the ground? I feel like he was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. And if he had been an inch higher, he would have hit him in the throat. And then I agree, you have to throw a flag. And you, we, and we don't want Drew Brees getting hit in the throat. He is, a, by all accounts, a great dude. That means a lot for the student awards. And is very, very talented. And I don't want anyone really getting good. hit in the throat. But well, he didn't get hit in the throat. If Jay Cutler gets hit in the throat, but really, what's the You still the don't want him getting hit in the throat. But he didn't get hit in the throat. No, he didn't. If he got hit in the throat, he would be out for a month. So it's quick aside on that then before we go into our teams because uh, you know we're running a little bit long. Cut that. Do you think they should allow instant replay for penalties? That's something that's being bandied about right now. Is if you think a penalty happened or oh, didn't I, happen, do you think you should be able to throw the challenge flag? On absolutely, that? I do. I agree with that completely. As long as we keep it under the same uh, confines as the current review system, yeah. Where I mean, the these reviews can, are going to happen anyway. The ump so. can go back. The on-field ump can go under the hood and look at these plays and see if a quarterback because that decided the game. Yeah, if a quarterback gets hit in the head or in that kind of a situation and it's not called, yeah. you should have a chance to go back and call I mean, it because it want, is the right call. What we want is you know, and I realize you could replay every single game of a play if you wanted to, but we, sure. what we want is like the, when the games are right at the end and it's clearly causing the game to change the ending. We want to be able to get the call right, and I don't think it was right. Even if it's in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah. Maybe just do it then. I don't know I don't know what the answer is, but the fact that it was a, a Drew Brees sack, a fumble, recovered like pretty close to midfield mm-hmm. by the 49ers, and then instead Drew Brees gets the ball back 15 yards closer, and they go in and kick a field goal and then end up winning the game. Yeah. I mean, just just crazy to me. Well, talk, let's talk about like our teams right now. Talk to me about what happened at KC. Uh, what, I'm sorry, City. what happened well, at Denver? Obviously, Kansas City lost their first game at Denver. Uh, can you, can you hear the, the 72 Dolphins uh, annoyingly popping their champagne corks right? right now? Oh, <laughs> I didn't actually see it this week, but I'm sure that it happened. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah. Um, Just let me know when you're on my block. Right? <laughs> so here's the deal. Uh, I am more encouraged than discouraged by this loss. I'm surprised one, by this. I want to hear about why. One, why? you know, the Chiefs have been uh, having trouble moving the ball, and they've been beating 
lesser teams. And now that they're yeah, getting into the five meat, backup yeah. or third string quarterbacks and in that, a row. Before and now that they're game. getting into the meat of the schedule. They need to open up the offense. That's what we've learned from this game. Don't you think that uh, they're a little afraid to though? They Don't you think be. Andy Reid is afraid to let Alex Smith go out and try to win well, him games? That's, I would say that's the big takeaway from this game. Andy Reid's got to let go of the purse strings, and he's got to let Alex Smith make plays down the field with Dwayne Bow because Dwayne Bow and you know, and the other thing is the. Denver played a, played a pretty solid game, and Kansas City stuck with him. In fact, they were one or two plays away from tying or winning the game. Would you say that if Dwayne Bowe is, is achieving success, that he's riding high? Oh, yeah. What's wrong with you? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Dwayne Bowe, of course, got busted for uh, driving 48 and a 35 with weed. Ugh. On Allegedly. a bye week. Why didn't he wait till he was in Denver, in Colorado, where it's legal, Allegedly. and just do it there all day and night right? long? Uh, yeah, you can't get in trouble What's for that. What's crazy is then if that would have happened in Denver, if it would have been Von Miller doing it, it would have been no problem. Head home, sir. <laughs> Good evening to you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Chiefs made some crucial mistakes. They had a pick six that they dropped that they could have. They had a play where they where they forced a Denver fumble inside the fifteen yard line and then fumbled it back on the next play to on a screen pass to the fullback, which I'm not a big fan of those fullback that never touches the ball because then they get hit hard in a big game and they fumble. That's yep. what happens. Yep. And then they also had uh, a first and goal at the two, and then there was a play where the, the ref spotted it at the wrong place on fourth down, and it would have been fourth and a half yard. Instead, they kicked it. Anyway, the point is, Chiefs had a chance to win. They took their they best did. shot, and now they can make some adjustments. I'll tell you, I'm a little skeptical right now. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a little bit different than you, and obviously you see it most likely different than I do, but uh, I really was it was like a wait and see. What is Kansas City going to do against Denver? And I did not like what they were doing on offense at all. I mean, it was way too conservative, and Denver has a bad defense. Yeah, That is a bad defense, and y'all scored 17 points. That's now, the fewest points scored against Denver's defense all freaking year but long. But Denver's defense has been better since Von Miller came back. Better, but not dr- dr- demonstratively better. And you also have to realize this is a... In division matchup, and you know how that goes, Ray. How did how did Detroit's did Detroit's offense score forty points every time they played Chicago? Even just once, not, yeah, just once. Not every time, though, right? Not every time. That's true. <laughs> no, you're right. But I mean, let's face Detroit's got a much better offense than Kansas City has, but Kansas sure. City's got a much more tremendous defense yeah. than we have. So it is what it is. But that being said, I, I have a wait and see attitude. We'll see what happens. I mean, they, I'm not convinced Kansas City can beat Denver. I think Denver. I'm rushed, waiting for them to prove me wrong. They rushed for something like sixty yards in the game. You know, less than 100 yards. Peyton Manning threw for one touchdown pass, which never happened. Impressive. No, that's right? impressive. So, you know, if they make Donnie Avery dropped a 70-yard touchdown, McCluster dropped a long pass, you know, so. But you're going to need to put 30 points on the board to beat Denver, right? Not at home. You don't think so? Not at home. All right. Well, let's move, uh, jump tracks really quick. Talk about your Detroit Lions. Going uh, First off, that game against Chicago, we never really got a chance to talk about it. What a tremendous game to go on the road, a, ga- a place where Detroit's not won since 2007, and whoop up on those Chicago Bears. Really, until with about a minute to go in the fourth quarter, that game was never in doubt. Yeah. Detroit took the lead, really never let it go. Even when it was feeling close, it never really felt close. You got Jay Cutler limping around the stadium the whole time, uh, holding his wiener. Ha <laughs> ha, Jay. And then, you know, they missed the two-point conversion at the end, despite the fact the refs gave them two tries at it. Two tries at it. Explain Three guys tackled Josh McCown and fall on him because that's what happens when you tackle somebody. And, well, three. Oh, that's probably too much. Flag. Wait a minute. They, wait a minute. they fell on him? Yeah. Oh, right. you got to tackle them. guys without touching them. Oh, yeah. You have to, you have to use your, your, your ESP and your uh, telekinesis to, to knock them to the ground. You have to knock them down and stay standing up yourself. Oh, gracious me. It's insane. Nick Fairley... 
bursts through two guys on the defensive line and forehand clubs down Matt Forte to lose yardage, and then he runs off the field doing uh, a fat guy run for about 50 yards, that, and it was fantastic. That was pretty awesome. It was pretty rad. And then, okay, we go on the road to Pittsburgh, and the second quarter we score 27 points in one quarter, and I'm going, it's 27 to 20 at halftime, and I'm like, we got this. This is over. And then the rain started. And if there's one thing I'll tell you, the Lions have a hard time playing good offense on the road period. No matter where they're playing, they have a hard time getting it together on offense for whatever reason. They just get rattled, thrown. The crowd noise gets to them. It's bec- They're still learning how to win. I mean, that's what it is to it. So when the rain got started, all of a sudden, shut down. I think, what, 35 yards or something uh, passing in the second half for the Lions. They benched Reggie Bush for a long period of time because he had fumbled the ball carelessly earlier in the game, very carelessly. The rain fell, the offense sputtered, and Ben Roethlisberger, what can you say? We go for a fake field goal at the end? Yeah, it's a, well, just like you were saying before with the fullback. He fumbled the ball because he's not used to carrying the ball yeah. in the rain. Yeah. Up four points inside the five-yard line? Like I don't, need, I don't think that's a great call, but the fact that they then immediately let Roethlisberger go 97 yards down the field to take the lead on a score, it's just mind-bottling, to quote the movie Step Brothers. Yeah, you know, when I saw that play, what I thought was, well, if you're going to go for a fake field goal, just fake, just, then just run a play. I agree completely. Just run a play. I agree completely. You know, and number two, if you're going to run that fake, don't run the fake field goal. Then, then kick the field goal and go up by seven. Go up by seven. You're on the road. You, you, you have every chance because Pittsburgh's not going to go for two to beat you at home. Yeah, uh, to play for overtime at worst at that point, and they just. You know, they they showed the yips on the road. What can you say? Yeah. Got to just got to give it up to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were the better team in the second half of that game, and the Lions were the better half in the or the better team in the second quarter of that game. Yeah. Unfortunately, they couldn't quite put up enough points to lose 37-27, 6 and 4, still looking at about 5 and 1 down the yeah. stretch near as I could tell. And I don't even know where that loss is, maybe at Philly. I'm just not sure because this on paper is an easy schedule with four of those six games being at home now. I like my chances. Mm-hmm. I like my chances. And I love your Detroit Lions. All right. Well, hey, like we said, we're celebrating. Chiefs and Lions both lost. Both still tied for first. And we don't care because we're still both tied for first. So let's just bring it on back. We got a special guest, Gordon G, here in studio. He should be arriving pretty soon. After three seconds of Roberta Flack and Peebo Bryson. Tonight, I celebrate my love. And we are back with our celebration show. Woo! Yeah. And we have I mean, what better way to celebrate with than with our favorite guests? I, I could think of a better way, but yeah. I could probably think about you love this guy, Ray. 20 so. better ways. Okay. Well, you know, we've had him on the show twice before, and he's really surprised me he's... with how open he is. I really yeah. like his, I mean, he knows who he is, mm-hmm. and he doesn't care what you think. He's. <laughs> Really he definitely at all. does not, or he's just not aware yeah. that you might think negatively about what he has to say. Uh, but you're saying you're not a fan of Gordon G? No, I'm not. I'm not. What's, what's wrong with Gordon G? Oh, here, here he is. He's coming in right now. Woo! Crapper's broken! Oh, hey! Me? He, you gotta flush... Uh, you're gonna go jiggle the handle. You jiggle the handle, Gordon. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I just put it all in there. <laughs> Oh, I don't even want to know about that. Oh, Gordon. Oh, geez, All right. Oh, well, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go fix my my bathroom for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'll be I'll be back. I'm not just leaving because I don't want to be in the same room with you, Gordon. I I like you. I'll I'll be back. Hey, I'll take your seat then. Hey, Woo! hey everybody. Well, okay. I like to give you the proper uh, welcome intro. to Raisin Brand. Uh, mm. No, it's not Raisin Brand. No. Dun, 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 dun. no. Dun, 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 
a great van. No, go, Mr. G, you've been here twice before. You should know the name of the show is Raisin Brent. Raise and Brent. Yeah. Sports comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Get oh, them little shriveled up grapes. Well, let Delicious. me just give you the problem. Gordon G is the former president of the Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. Uh, upon having some choice words talking about the Irish and making fun of uh, Catholics, uh, he was forced to step down by the trustees. And now he goes around the country speaking on behalf of Ohio State. And it's always a privilege, Mr. G, to hey, have you what? here in studio. Hey, I-, I wanted to make sure we know that the word former means that I used to be. It's not like farmer like hey go make me some corn you stupid farmer it's not that's not because that's what a lot of people thought last time is that i was a farmer that you were a f- no no you're the former because i'm that saying be- former like informer i love you boom boom down i love that rap music well anyway those people hmm jeez oh Pete's. don't don't get started don't get started hey let me ask you some questions about uh your favorite university of all of all time right Woo! Ohio, oh the Ohio State, huh? Hey, you know what? Urban Meyer. How about him? Huh? What you, you got to say about him, well, Ray? You got to give it up to the Ohio State University. They have not lost a game in a row. since Urban Meyer took over. It's really a fantastic, amazing record. It's like we are Def Leppard. We're doing... What Def Leppard does to sugar, we're pouring it on! We're pouring it on! Some might argue that Ohio State really hasn't played anybody worthwhile all season with an embarrassingly easy non-conference schedule, and you've been playing teams like Indiana and Illinois and Purdue, and you're beating all these teams that are just not very good at all. What, 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 you're not playing the Wisconsins, the Nebraskas, the Michigan States. You'll be playing Michigan in a, in a couple of weeks, but... Well, they're afraid of us! We take on all comers. You don't take on all comers. These guys came to us. Ain't nothing to do. We'll play anybody that's on the schedule. This is the first time. Oh, Nebraska said, oh, don't don't put us on on the schedule. Wisconsin, oh, we're Badgers. We better get our Badgers and run out of here. That doesn't even make sense. So? That's a good point. So so you're excited about the prospects of Ohio State this year. Do you think they have a chance for the national championship game? (laughs) Uh, better questions. Does anyone else have? I'm surprised. I'll be surprised. Here's what I really expect to happen, Raymond. Oh, it's about to get real. Okay. Okay. Ohio State ends up ranked number one in the national championship game, and Ohio State's JV team ranked number two because our backups is better than everyone else's starters. I, I think that Nick Saban in Alabama, in perhaps the guys down at Florida State, might maybe would disagree with you on that. Oh, Alabama. You know, give me some guy from Alabama. What do you got a problem with the people Is from he Alabama? Have some skull long cut in his mouth. You're spitting in his spit cup with some Copenhagen. Kodiak. Oh, Kodiak. That's some good stuff. Kodiak. Yeah, you gotta, it's gotta minty. give it up to Kodiak. It is yeah. minty. That is very. You know, fresh. it's named after a bear. <laughs> is it now? Yeah. That explains the bear on the tin. Well, they got to give you contextual clues. I'm a university man. You are an educated man, Mister G. That is a very, very valid point. Now, uh, there's another topic that we talked in Ohio State. Do you think Ohio State's going to be Michigan? Last question about Ohio State right now. Do you think they have any chance at Ann Arbor to beat those Michigan Wolverines? What? They already lost to the gosh darn corn shuckers, Michigan. They lost to me. Come on, go ask me some real questions. I'm going to go into a laughing fit. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 
Gordon, gee, I wonder if that's a good question. I don't think so. All right. Well, here's a topic that's really popular in sports right now. It's actually crossing over to mainstream media um, would be the bullying situation happening over in Miami Dolphins right now with Richie Incognito, Jonathan uh-huh. Martin. Now, some new things are coming out right now. First off, are you? how do you feel about bullying? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Richie Incognito as a human being, I have so much empathy for him being bullied all this time people making him toughen people up and then use him as a scapegoat oh i can't stand scapegoating wait a minute you're gonna try to say richie incognito was the victim here uh obviously he is being bullied being bullied by who he is saying mean things to them and they are making him feel bad about it oh my goodness gracious i should have known you'd be pro-bullying being an ohio i'm not against bullying goodness so what about what about some of the things richie and cognito now making fun of some of the uh, people that work at the stadium and their wives and saying very racially insensitive things i would think this would be a topic that you would really you know want to have a, an opinion you about you know what come on this just smells and stinks to high heavens obviously richie incognito is a good looking man and he he probably loved his wife long time they loved that other employee's wife long time and now he's mad about it. Are you kidding me? This ain't Far East Gump. What is going on here? I mean, Far East Gump? Yeah. You know, a Chinaman. Oh, well, no. No, I'm not sure I'm following where you're going here. You're trying to say right now that... I'm not a, a smart man, but I know what a lover is. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ah! That's pretty good, Chinaman voice. That is that is not good. That is not good. You can't talk. You can't do that. I like a box of chocolate. You never know what you got to get. Oh. Okay, well, I'm looking through the glass right now. I can see our producer, David Knoll, has no interest in continuing this interview any further. I'm sure you're going to say it's because oh. he's a Michigan man. Yeah, oh, he's a Michigan. You can't handle. You can't handle the truth. No, no, we're not the even. The truth is, these walls need to be guarded. Who's going to do it? You, Ray? You, David Knoll? No, we're not. Okay, everybody. I apologize on behalf of the Raisin Brent podcast. Did you order the cold red? You got them right, I did. This is, I don't know why we keep booking you. You keep saying terrible things and. Terribly it, good. Just like Raisin Bran. Boom, 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 boom. No, we're boom, not. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my goodness. Okay, boom, boom, thank you. Cut. Uh, he's leaving. Thank God. Oh my goodness gracious. And, uh, oh, Brent's coming back in. Brent, um. Oh my God. Did you, did you, were you able to catch any of that? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually trying to get David to cut the segment. Uh, a lot quicker than he did, but yeah, you know we should probably should stop booking him. He's pretty pretty <sighs> yeah, terrible. We say we, uh, you mean ye? Yes, okay. As in old English for you, Ray. Oh, is that where you're going? With yeah, that? okay, yeah. I okay. Well, hey, mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. In any case, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Cool in the Gang. Cause it's a celebration. The times come on. Do 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 do. You know, I'll tell you right now. Uh, it's because this is the celebration uh, episode. We're wrapping it up here in a sec. But last year during the NCAA tournament, when Michigan was playing Florida, mm-hmm. and we were blowing them out by twenty points at halftime, I just turned to my wife Melissa and I just said, "This is it. We've won." She's like, you can't get ahead of yourself. I said, I'm getting ahead of myself. I immediately started blasting celebration on loop 
for the next like 20 straight minutes and dancing while watching the second half of that game. And you yeah. know what? We won anyway. Yeah. Do, 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 Boo-hoo! I thought the same thing when I was watching the finals last year. Well, I, I don't want to. Oh, you don't? Bring what? up that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for yeah. listening to the show. I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And you've listened to the latest installment of Raisin Brent. Brent. Here's we got contact information for the show, and this is very important stuffs. You haven't listened to us for like ten days. Surely you must be crying tears into your gin and juice. Mm-hmm. Rolling down mm-hmm. the street. We're playing too much. <laughs> we're, Am I we're, singing too much? Well, no, we're talking now now we're getting into GTA five songs again. Oh, can't stop with the GTA five songs. Man, In any I case, have, I have one achievement left on GTA five. I've got more. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Xbox One comes out soon, so you'll get a full review. Yeah. Nerd talk. Wait. Nerd talk on Raisin Brands. Here's how you can contact the show, getting back on track, sort of. You can tweet at me. I'm at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you could just tweet at the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Heck, get a hold of us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Or if you like that Emil or email, as the kids are calling it these days, Ooh. you can go raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. We also have people we'd like to thank for the show. Brent? Uh, Jordan Monsell. Jordan Monsell. JordanMonsell.com. Buy some Monsellowets. He would be happy to Monsell you a bunch. That's right. I don't care how many times I make that joke. I still love it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want to thank David Knoll for producing. Thank you, sir. We also want to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang and the Trainwrecks for producing our great, great music. Trainwrecks.com. Gotta love it. And anybody else that you'd like to uh, thank, Brent? I would love to thank Mr. Matthew Stafford. Oh, jeez. Come on. Haven't you had enough of him today? Well, today, look, I've been I've been trying to get healthy. And okay. I've been slipping a little bit lately, and now I'm trying to get back on track. Yeah, you lost and, a lot of weight. Look good. And I saw a, a uh, internet ad with Matthew Stafford for a weight loss thing. Wait, well, I don't, you have to was, give me more details than that. What are you talking about? It was just like a you know thing like, oh, you lose 30 pounds fast. Okay. Or, no, it was 100, lose 130 pounds fast. 130 pounds fast. Yeah. And what did Matt Stafford have to do with this? Well, he was the before picture. He was the before picture? Uh-huh. Who was the after picture? Louis Anderson. I hate you so much. Splash! Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains You're gonna have to drag me out in chains You're gonna have to drag me out in chains You always get what you wanted And then you run and you flaunt it Got something to Tonight I celebrate my love for you Tonight there'll be no distance between us What I want most to do Is to make love to you Tonight. Tonight. This just got really weird. Sounded better in my head. Yeah.